Reiki blessings of love and light. On today's episode, we are going to go on a Reiki shamanic journey with the dragons. Who are the dragons? Why are they here, even behind the veil, to help guard and protect us? And how can you get in touch with your personal dragon spirit animal? Did they ever exist on planet Earth in tangible form? And why have they gone behind the veil at this point in our history? Dragons are powerful, intense energies that we can choose to open up to to help us on our soul path. So let's walk and stomp and fly and swim and make fire with the beautiful dragons. So today I'm going to channel the Reiki energy and take us into a vision quest where you are able to meet the dragons and perhaps your personal dragon may come through for you. And we're going to hear what the dragons as a collective have to say to us as the humans as a collective. So before I begin the channeling and the Reiki energy send, let me just remind you that if you're interested in learning more about what Reiki actually is, you can go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast where I did an in-depth discussion of what Reiki is and how I personally channel Reiki. And if you're interested, you can book a personal one-on-one session with me. No matter where you live in the world, I provide distance Reiki because energy has no boundaries. Divine energy is available and travels through space and time. And you can reach me at runningonreiki at gmail.com or you can click on the links in the podcast bio to learn more about my Reiki energy services, my intuitive readings, and energy healing artwork that I provide as a meditative piece for your journey. And if you're enjoying the podcast so far, the way you can support me is very simple and easy, and that is just to hit the follow button the little heart on the podcast page, on the podcast intro page. And this is your energy giving back and letting me know that what I'm doing is on track, resonating and helping the vibration of you personally and the planet. So thank you very much for that. So before we begin, I would like to do a personal share to tell you how I met my dragon guardian. And I do believe that we all have a dragon guardian that watches over us, that has been assigned to us as part of our soul plan. And divine timing comes into play with this, just like everything else in your life, which is why you should never give up on any dream or anything that you're seeking, because oftentimes it's not that it's not right for you. If you have a attraction towards something, then clearly it is right for you. But there is such a thing as divine timing. So sometimes a dream may take years to achieve. If you think about a business or a project or a creative aspect of your life or just the different parts of your spiritual awakening, if you look back on them in retrospect, you see how everything fell into place. And that is why trust is such a higher principle. It is a crown chakra principle. Because we live in a world of um, 
wanting everything now, of having many choices available to us, of, you know, demand, uh, fast, more. But your soul, your higher self, lives in the higher realms and it trusts. It trusts in your plan. It trusts in the divine timing. It trusts in the struggles, the ups and downs. So just like in our tangible world of goals, we have to also look at that in regards to our spiritual goals or awakening path that we have to let things unfold, unravel as they are supposed to. Everything comes when you are ready to handle it, when you have opened and awakened to deserving it, when it has a specific message for a specific part of your path, and when you are actually in a place that you are mentally, emotionally ready to welcome it into your life. So here's my story about how the dragons brought me to the unicorns. <laughs> I was feeling this desire, and I think it was more of an ego-based desire, to learn more about dragons, to not necessarily meet a dragon spirit animal. I wasn't even trying to do that, but just trying to understand what the dragon medicine or energy was all about. And I went to this um, class in my community, this dragon circle, and I also was there because my son was very interested in dragons and I um, wanted us to have an activity to do together. So as I was sitting there, I tend to be a very talkative, chatty, engaging person. I love getting involved in spiritual conversations. I'm not afraid to speak in a public forum. Um, I've actually run goddess circles in the community myself, and, and I was at a store um, where there were classes that I've actually taught, got not taught, um, led is a better word, goddess circles. And um, so I was doing my normal chatty thing, and I tended to find myself being talking talking about um, unicorns at the at the dragon circle. So as everybody was. Uh, engaging and talking about all of their um, experiences, visions, dreams, readings, encounters, beliefs, etc. about dragons, it just dawned on me something that I felt my spirit team was saying to me to share. So when it was my turn to share in the circle, I said, you know, it feels to me that the dragons are more of when I, I'm a Reiki practitioner so I look at everything in regards to the chakra system, and it seems to me that the dragons are um, about the root chakra. They're more about safety, security, karma, protection, the body, your health, density, the lower world, the lower chakras, processing fear, anger, danger. And the unicorns are more about the higher chakras, which are more about luminosity, light coming into your true potential, magic, mysticism, aligning with higher light beings. The dragons, to me, seemed about your wild nature, the animal nature within us. About our shadow work, going into the cave, really sitting with 
who we are and how did we get to become this person that we are in this lifetime. So it would include our also our ancestor work, our lineage, our karma that we're carrying from this lifetime and other lifetimes, which karma just means the energy patterns that are ingrained in you, your beliefs, your patterns, your reactions, your ways of interacting with people and situations. The dragons are about really encompassing and embodying your physical body and appreciating that, appreciating the miracle, the intricacy of the human body, which in a sense is a reflection of the cosmic universe, the intricacies of how everything, every atom, every body part, every organ, every bone, every muscle, every tendon, um, our neurotransmitters, our digestive system, how every part of our body works in unison to keep us moving, to keep us in the physical world. And the dragons somehow feel like protectors of that, guardians of the body, the health. And the unicorns feel like being out of your body, as if you were astral traveling, how you feel when you meditate, where you just kind of leave your body and your thoughts and your emotions, those things that are of the body, any aches or pains, those things that are of the body, you leave them behind and you kind of go into the etheric realms of being connected to spirit, kind of on like a silver thread of light, of the light beingness of you, of feeling light, of feeling free of the body. Not that one is better or worse or higher or better than the other, but I just clearly saw in this dragon circle how the unicorns and the dragons were at the two opposite ends of the chakra system. And I found myself talking about how, to me, it felt like the dragons ground us. They watch over us, our bodies, our health, and they watch over the earth. So they watch over the grid lines, the energetic um, grid lines within us and the earth. And they keep us almost, they are part of kind of the gravity system energetically of keeping us grounded, stable, secure, safe, protected within our bodies on the earth. And the unicorns take us into the higher realms where we are able to have psychic visions, have um, all of our clairsentient, clairaudient, clair, um, clairvoyant um, psychic abilities, astral traveling, connecting with other realms, our metaphysicality, where we're not just our body in this dimension. And that feeling of just bliss and euphoria when you feel connected to the angels, to the higher light beings from other realms, to the ascended masters, to the mother-father source that created you. It's also interesting that if you look at a lot of classic art, there are many paintings that depict a woman with a unicorn. And in a book that I read once, it talked about how Jesus would be the representation of the unicorn energy and Mary Magdalene would be the representation of the dragon energy. The divine masculine and the divine feminine, the dragon and the unicorn.
And honestly, if you think about a dragon and, and say to yourself, what would be the polar being? I can't think of any other creature other than a unicorn that would be the correct answer and vice versa. And what I'm hearing spirits say right now is that Mary Magdalene came into Jesus's life in order to ground she the dragon, ground, protect, hold the higher frequency of his light energy. That she helped keep him here grounded in his body so that he could do his work because his energy was so pristinely high dimensional that in order to come into body form, he had to have a divine counterpart that, that held him, that allowed him to be able to keep the frequency in his body in a balanced way. So that's interesting to me because if you think about your relationships, maybe your most intimate relationships, you know, it is this um, balancing act all the time of who's more in their humanness or their ego and who's more looking at things through a divine spiritual eyes perspective and kind of keeping each other, you know, our vows that we make to each other are about not just in marriage, but in any relationship, friendship, our vows are about, I will be here for you no matter what, to watch over you, to be the person who will always believe in you, who will always cheer you on, who will always see your highest self and encourage your highest self shining. Okay, so back to my story about the dragon circle. So after the dragon circle, the lady who was um, running the dragon circle walked up to me and she said, you know, she said, I know you're here for a dragon circle. She said, but I have to tell you that my intuitive feeling is that right now it's the unicorns that you need to be connecting to. And then she recommended a book to me. And she said to me, I think that you should read this book. She said, I feel a lot of unicorn energy around you. Um, you. She said, basically, not just around you, but she said to me that you radiate unicorn energy, which is very see the beauty, um, high intensity, magic. And she just said, I think that right now you might need to connect with the unicorns more than the dragons, but the time will come if you're meant to connect with the dragons. And as soon as she said that to me, I felt kind of a sigh of relief because that's kind of what I was already feeling. So again, we have to listen to our intuitive um, feelings within our own body as well. You may say, I want to connect with my spirit animal right now, um, or I want to know my main guide's name or whatever it might be. But sometimes people will say to me when they ask uh, to book a reading with me, they'll say, well, I've been trying to connect with my spirit guides. How come I cannot? I'm doing all these spirit guide meditations. I'm writing journaling, writing to them, you know, and the answer is that sometimes they're always there. They've been with you since the beginning, but oftentimes we are doing something to block that energy from being able to come in. Um, sometimes we're actually scared of it and we don't want to admit that. 
There's a lot of times in life, think about it, that you think, I really want to do this, but you don't ever really do it because the truth is you're not really ready. You feel kind of scared. Other times you don't feel that you deserve something, so that will block something. Other times you may be doing a lot of things that is lowering your vibration. That might mean the way that you're eating, uh, the way you're fueling your body. It may mean that you're not moving your body enough. So if you don't move your body, you're not moving energy in and out of your body. So that kind of puts you in a stagnant, stagnant place where you're not as receptive um, to the higher realms being able to come in. Or you might be filling your body with various uh, human forms of toxicity. Anything from drinking, drugs, smoking, sugar, gambling, pornography, uh, excessive shopping, uh, fixations on thoughts, emotions, relationships. Those kind of things lower your vibrational status and when it, we, are already, we are already with being on earth and in a body in a lower vibration, that doesn't mean that we're bad or to be judged. What that means is that in order for us to have the ability to see and communicate and feel around us, to hear, to smell, um, beings, animals, creatures, entities, energies from other dimensions, especially dimensions that are higher dimensions, we have to really keep our body, our physicality in a very high vibration. So we have to be choosing activities that do that. Um, and those can be different for everybody. It might be nature walks. It might be making any kind of art. It might be making music, meditation, journaling, any type of natural holistic practices. You kind of have to play around and feel your way through all of that. Like, what is it that I need on this day in this moment? And it may change moment to moment and it may change year to year. So it's a continue, you know, exploratory path to always be working on your vibration and keeping it as clear and pure as possible so that ideas, synchronicities, connections with the higher realms can come in. And this is kind of why your dream state is probably where most people feel that they get the most type of metaphysical, you know, um, connections and messages because the higher realms will try to communicate with you in your dream state because when you're in your dream state, you're kind of out of your body a little bit. Your body is at rest. Your body is shut down. And it's a time that you're kind of raising your vibration naturally a little bit. And so this is where they will try to come through to you in the dream state. And sometimes the dreams can seem very combobulated. Because there's just so much information coming through. And it may not seem like the way that we follow a story or a movie, you know, in our human life where it has a real um, sensical timeline. Because when, when, when higher light beings are trying to come through to you, your guides, your spirit animals, the ascended masters, your past over loved ones, when they are trying to come through to you in the dream state, um, you're sort of you're in a different dimension where everything is happening at once. So you can only imagine that that's why sometimes your dreams just seem like, well, that's not how, what, like, what does this even mean? It's just a different world, you know, and 
So the main thing would be just to jot down and work with the elements of the dream that really stood out for you. Not to try to feel like overwhelmed and, you know, what what is all of the messages of this? Okay, so back to my um, my story about the dragons and the unicorns. So I came right home because what this uh, teacher leader said felt so right to me. And I completely gave up my idea about getting to know the dragons. <laughs> and I followed my instinct. I immediately purchased this book. I read the book. I did this meditation that was in the book. Um, and in this meditation, I was I immediately had this vision of meeting uh, a unicorn family. So in the vision, I I knew that I was in Avalon. Ever since I have learned about Avalon, I have always known that I have had many lifetimes and a really just beautiful connection to Avalon. And in this vision, I saw these white unicorns running. I was sitting up on this grassy emerald mossy hillside and I was looking down below at this running creek or river and all of these white unicorns were just running in a pack and then they turned and they came up to me and one of them stepped forward she was more of a uh, a female younger unicorn and I asked her what her name was and she said my name is Jeva Jewel and we are your unicorn family from Avalon and I just had this sense of, yes, this feels right. This feels true. I'm not going to poo-poo this away. This, I did have a unicorn family in Avalon, and they are with me at all times. And ever since that moment, I've, I have always called on them when I need to go someplace to just chill and just leave this world for a little bit. It's always that, that gnarly hill that green vibrant Avalon hill with those with the river and the unicorns that I go to it just is my peace place um so and I continued to work with the unicorns and feel them around me for some time so now on to my dragon story which also came in divine timing so probably I would say a year to two years after this unicorn experience I received a surprise package in the mail from a friend of mine who lives on the other side of the country, and I have now met her, but I actually met her on Facebook, and we started talking because we both were involved in a spiritual group on on there, and she then booked a Reiki session with me, and in the Reiki session, I had this vision of her and I, and we were clearly priestesses during ancient Greece. Um, I saw this white temple with all the white pillars and the white stone steps, many, many, many steps going up to this great temple. And in this vision, um, she she was the um, high priestess. We were doing a ritual around this copper fire dish, and I was like her beloved protege that she kind of took me under her wing and was training me to be a priestess. It was such a beautiful vision and um, it felt so right to us and really explained why we were so drawn to each other out of all the people that you talk to in this lifetime, especially people online. Um, you know, we just were gravitated toward each other from the moment that we met each other. And 
so anyway, she had sent me a package where she had sent me a crystal in the mail for, uh, for a Christmas gift. So when I opened this crystal, it was, I would say, the shape of an egg, um, probably about three inches long, brown in color, all different shades of brown. And I was sitting with this crystal. My husband was mulling about the kitchen, and I said to him, I don't know what this crystal is. I've never seen this crystal. I don't know what it's called. And I said to him, I'm just, and she didn't put any information in the package. So I said, I'm just going to sit here and hold it in my hand. And he watched me do this. And I'm just going to ask this crystal what its energy is about and why it came to me. So I held the crystal gently. I closed my eyes. And the first thing that I heard was, I am of the dragons. I am a dragon crystal. So I opened my eyes and I said to my husband what I had just heard. And then I did a Google search and I found out that the crystal, I believe, was called serpentine. Let me check on that. Okay, I just uh, checked and actually I said that wrong. It's septarian. Um, interesting because serpentine, which honestly... I don't think I, I don't, I know I don't have a piece of that and I don't even think I've ever heard of that crystal either. I, I do like crystals and work with them, but I'm not an avid crystal, uh, you know, library here, but serpentine is actually the serpent, ser, serpent stone. And that's interesting that I said serpentine instead of septarian, because when we think of dragons, there is also this kind of combined energy of the snake or the serpent or the lizard, you know, when you think of the dragon. I'm pausing here because um, my guides are saying to me, you know, that the, the serpent evolved from the ancient dragons and that we can actually look at the serpents that we have on our earth today, especially if you think of very large serpents, you know, in um, Ab Amazonian type countries they are kind of like the dragons that roam the earth. And serpents crawl on the earth. Their belly is probably the only creature that is right exactly. The entire body slithers on the earth. And when we think of the ancient dragons, they also were very low, grounded, connected to earth energy. So uh, if you've never seen a septarian stone after you listen to this podcast, go and Google an image because they are absolutely stunning. But I was stunned because when I looked up the stone, I was like, wow. I said to my husband, you're not going to believe this because I had just told him that I had heard it was of the dragon. It was a dragon stone. And literally the first article that I researched, it was within the first two sentences that septarian was the stone of the dragons. So that was another moment where I was like in gratitude and awe um, to my psychic abilities. And um, I encourage every single one of you to understand that your psychic abilities like that are within you. They may be dormant like the dragon who's in the cave, um, but they are there. And tying this full circle with what we just talked about when you are ready, when you are in the place of readiness, when it is that pinpoint destiny time within your soul path, your 
gifts and abilities will open one by one by one. When you open a book, the, the, the image my guides are giving me now is, think about it this way. When you op- read a book, you read it one page at a time. You flip one page at a time. It's the same way with opening to your metaphysical capabilities. It will happen in divine timing and it will happen in succession as it's supposed to for you to put the pieces together to get the full story. So I took that Dragonstone Septarian, I put it up on my bedside table because I just wanted it near me all the time and I just felt the need um, that it needed to be there near my bed. Um, I found myself over time um, not really trying to talk to it or meditate or I didn't understand any of that, you know, um, as far as something I needed to do in that moment. But I just knew I liked the feeling of it. I wanted it near me. If I could have carried it on my body all the time, I would have, but I was afraid I would lose it. So the place that I felt it needed to be was on my bedside table. And I guess I just thought, let's see what naturally unfolds with this. And that's always a really, uh, just calming freedom energy and viewpoint to have in life with everything in life. Let's just see what naturally unfolds with this. Let it flow as it should. Just hearing me say that has to bring a wash of calm over you because we are just so trained in this world to be pushing, striving, climbing, analyzing, pretending, etc., that it really creates a lot of anxiety and exhaustion within our body and our energetic system. So one day I was doing a, uh, a collective card reading. I was videotaping it. And by the way, you can find those and video Reiki sends on my Instagram and TikTok page, which are both called Running on Reiki as well. So I was, I had made a video and somebody wrote to me and said, oh, thank you. That, you know, that really gave me feedback. So that really meant so that really resonated for me today. I needed to hear that. And by the way, do you see the dragon in your stone? And I was like, what is she talking about? And now here, this stone had been sitting on my bedside table for who knows how long, months and months. And for the first time I picked it up and I looked at it in a new way through new eyes. And when I looked at it, I saw an image of a dragon in the stone. It was so clear how I didn't see it before. I do not know. But again, it wasn't the right time. And I saw the form, the body. I saw the um, the claws. I saw the tail. I saw the head, the ears, the snout. And it was amazing. And I'm like, again, I'm everything wows me. And that is another great perspective to live life from. Because what is the point of being here if we're not going to be wowed? There's just so much beauty going on around us. If we just tune out, you know, the matrix, um, well... I like to use the word nonsense when I think about the matrix, which is the way the world tells us we're supposed to be and show up or tells us what is important. There's so much going on below the surface of that, and it's a choice to tap into it. So now that I saw this dragon in the stone, I was like, there's a dragon in this stone. This is my dragon. This stone came to me for a reason. 
there's actually a dragon living within this stone. It's not just called a dragon stone. At first I thought because it kind of looked like a dragon egg, but then I actually saw the image of the dragon in the egg, in the stone. So now, of course, I felt that the reason why this happened was because it was time for me to meet my dragon. And it was time for me to meet my dragon. So I did a meditation. I just started to channel Reiki and just asked to meet the dragon in the stone. And what I saw was a, well, medium-sized dragon, I was going to say, you know, medium-sized as far as dragons go. <laughs> um, I saw myself standing next to it. And I would say that it was probably about the size of maybe a little bit bigger than an elephant. So a medium-sized dragon. So um, the dragon was brown, kind of like this muddy, earthen brown, kind of a ginger color, a nutmeg color, just really, really beautiful. And I asked the dragon what type of dragon it was, because I had learned at the dragon circle that there are dragons of air element, dragons of fire element, dragons of water element, and dragons of the earth element. So when I asked this dragon what element it was of, it told me it was of the earth element, which is really interesting because I actually am an Aries, so I'm a fire sign. And um, I guess maybe I thought I would have had a fire dragon. Of course, all dragons are able to breathe fire. But um, this was an earth dragon, and I am very connected to the earth. It's one of the ways that I always naturally heal and raise my vibration. I find a way to be outside every day in every weather um, because that is how I ground and stay feeling connected to and safe in my body. So then I asked the dragon if I could know its name, and I heard immediately and super clear, Telfgar. T-E-L-F-G-A-R. And at first that sounded like maybe a movie name of a dragon, maybe from a movie I had seen. But later I researched it and I, I couldn't find any famous dragon or storybook dragon that would be well known by the name of Telfgar. Not that that would necessarily matter, but... And I just think that is such a beautiful name. You know, I have to say, after I get off making this podcast, I'm going to research the name itself because I would like to know, um, and again, I didn't do this up to this point, but everything happens in when you're supposed to be um, experiencing it. And uh, I just wonder what the um, the cultural background of that name is and what the meaning of that name is, because as you know, all names have, have a meaning. So I'll do that. Actually, let me do that now. Hang on. Okay, so I just looked it up quickly, and interestingly enough, there is no listing in search results for that name um, being associated with a particular culture or having a meaning. A meaning. Um, so that's really interesting to me. Let me tune in and see what my guides have to say about that, or the dragon himself. So I just heard the word king so I googled King Telfgar, and again, nothing came up, no reference to that. And as I tuned back into my dragon, this is all new in, this, in the moment channeling here, I'm understanding that he is male. I would say that he already did feel male to me, but he's telling me that he was a benevolent king of a 
pack of dragons. He is saying to me that I am a gentle giant, a noble beast, a leader. And for right now, he wants to leave it at that. He's telling me that he will show me and tell me more um, to continue talking, finishing this part of the story, and that he will come through and show me more about his dragon clan, he's saying, and um, in the Reiki scent, tell me more about how I am connected to them, how we're all connected to the dragon consciousness. Okay, so let's leave it there for right now. So um, during this meditation, I saw him. I saw his color, his size. I heard his name. And then I started to ask him questions. You know, you know I'm remembering this now. Kind of like what I'm doing now. Like I'm trying to push the issue. I want to know more. I want to know why, how did I, you know, know you in a previous lifetime? How did we work together? How can you help me now? How can I help you you know, what is our union about? And it's almost like he's, since I first met him in this stone, he's been slowly, slowly unraveling all of that. So in the meditation, not right now, but going back, when I first started to meditate with the stone, I was doing that as well, like pushing the issue. And I had this vision of him and I walking along. It was definitely a sandy shore and it was either a very large lake that actually had waves coming in or it was a beach, an ocean. Um, and we were just walking along. And as I was trying to ask him more questions, he was telepathically just saying to me, hush, hush, there will be time for all of that. What we need to do right now is just get to know each other. Just get to walk side by side we don't need to speak. We don't need to even telepathically speak. We just need to walk side by side in love, in kindness, in togetherness, and get to feel each other's energy. And so that's what we did in the very first uh, Reiki meditation where I met him. We walked and we walked and we walked very calmly, very gently, more slowly and calmly than you would walk your dog along the beach. And we just were um, in this cocoon of togetherness and unity and just merging, you know, with the beautiful scenery around us. And it did feel more like an ocean to me than a lake, which is interesting because you don't really think of dragons as hanging out by the edge of the ocean. You think of them more as being on mountaintops or in caverns or caves so maybe we'll understand more about that as um, we do the Reiki vision at the end of this um, session here today. So I just really thought that it was um, quite interesting and quite a lesson that he was teaching me in that moment. And it's something, again, that we can apply, that we don't think about in our real life. Usually when we meet somebody and we want to get to know them, we kind of go in gung-ho, you know, maybe we do a lot of activities together. We go meet them for lunch. We go to parties together. We want to spend every free minute with them, whether it's an intimate relationship or a friendship or a family member that we 
um, that we are attracted to greatly and we're very um, interested, we're magnetized to them, you know. And what he was trying to teach me in this moment was what is wrong with being with that person in silence? That there is much to be learned by just being present, just being still with someone, not feeling like you have to, to fill up, that you have to be go, 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 that you have to fill the silent spaces, that you have to know everything about them all at once, that you have to almost devour them. It was like he was teaching me this gentle giant to learn to be more quiet, to be more simple, to slow down, to again let things naturally unfurl, to let go of the rush, the need to know. So that was my first meditation with him. And then it was probably some time in between that one day I was holding my stone and I did another meditation where I I felt him come in to my third eye, an awake vision. And in that one, he asked if I would like to go for a ride. And I said yes. And I was able to climb on his back and he just flew me over this like deep, deep valley of, you know, mountains. We were up high, high, high. And he was flying me from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop. And again, there was no talking, not even telepathically, it was just being with him in that present moment and him sharing his gift of flight and me opening up to the feeling of what it felt like to fly free on his back. Simplicity. Simplicity. And he's wanting me to say right now that we often think of dragons, you know, dragons have been misrepresented, he's saying, within our human uh, matrix as well, to be dangerous, to be scary, to be fiery, to be um, man-eaters, um, something to be feared. And he's saying to me, that's not true. He's saying almost all of the time, the things that we have been told that we should be frightened of, there is really no danger within them. I'm also hearing that when you face those things that you fear, when you face them and you tame them and you come together with an open heart toward them, when you kind of like I did crawl on their back, even though I was not scared of him because I felt how beautiful his energy was, how giving. Um, but in those situations where you are told you're supposed to fear something or you have feared something your whole life and you finally tame that fear and actually climb upon it, you realize that there was nothing there to fear all along. That the fear was the beginning, um, the first flagstone on the path to learning your inner courage and resilience. That you have to see those fears you have to dissipate them um, through your courage, and that's how you evolve. So those fears are important, but they are not meant to be there to dictate your life for your, the whole of your life. They're just one step, the first step on the pathway. 
Another time I was out for a trail run and uh, I've never really said this before on any of the previous episodes, but the reason why I ended up calling this podcast Running on Reiki is because I love to trail run. It's a great way for me to release any pent up energy, to connect my feet to Mother Earth and call in the beautiful cleansing electromagnetic energy that comes up from within her Um, and The other thing that I mainly run my life on is Reiki, channeling Reiki, sharing Reiki in any way I can through my art, through my sessions with people, through this podcast, um, through my books, through my Oracle cards, which are also in my Dream a Little Designs Etsy shop. So I was out for a run and I just really felt Telfgar around me. So I asked him what why was he there and what was he trying to tell me that day? And the and he's very, um, anytime that I do talk to him or meet up with him in the astral realm, it's always very short. He's short and sweet and to the point. And wouldn't that be lovely if we all could learn that lesson instead of sometimes the way that we just um, repeat things, especially things that are not for our higher good, both in our speech, our thoughts, our emotions, etc., So um, he said that I, one of the main reasons I came into your life at this point in your life is to help you with your body journey. And I understood what he meant because uh, with being 53 and being in a smack dab in the middle of menopause, um, I've been doing a lot of research and trying to learn a lot of holistic ways to manage these menopause physical symptoms And I understood that, you know, he was here to help me with that. And I felt that he was actually encouraging me to start running, which I, which I did do again this year. I've always been an off and on runner, but I really started being consistent with it, running about 15 to 20 miles a week this year. And I think if I think about the timeline, he came into my life right around the time, like he was readying me, preparing me for um, this running, physical running phase of my body. The other thing that's really interesting is that, you know, one of the main symptoms of menopause is hot flashes or night sweats, and that is something that I have experienced profoundly, like that is the number one um, symptom that I've had to deal with, and I'm talking debilitating, like sweating so much that you just have to, you know, take off your top and be in front of a fan blowing cold air on you because you literally, like a dragon, (laughs) if I think about this now... Feel like you're going to combust from the inside out. So I think that Telfgar the dragon came into my life in order to help me with balancing my hormones because through my research I was led to a lot of different ways that have really helped me. Various holistic supplements and um, just various practices that has helped me to kind of keep my menopause in check. But what I'm hearing right now from my spirit team in whole is that Menopause is a very interesting, and I'm not going to get off on a menopause tangent here if you're worried about that, but uh, quickly, menopause is a time in a woman's life when it's like your internal fire, your solar plexus, which is the... uh, the running on Reiki episode that I did before this one is all about the solar plexus, your your internal sun, your internal burning, your internal fire um, is really flaring up, sparking up to be seen. And if you in your 50s have not done all of those solar plexus fire related things, all of those dreams, things, activities, hobbies, crafts, art, 
creativity, whatever it is, whatever it is, all of those um, things that you just know are who you are and what you're meant to shine and what you're meant to put out there in the world. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, then those menopausal hormones are going to kind of fire up that gut instinct. You know, your solar plexus is at your um, is at your belly button. It's at your abdomen. It's going to kind of stoke those internal fires, and it really makes you pay attention because when you feel like your entire body is going to combust into a flame, you are going to sit up and pay attention. And you know, you need to say to yourself, "Why am I on fire?" Is there an idea I'm not expressing? Is there a side of my personality I'm not expressing? Um, is there a project I've been wanting to get involved with I'm not expressing? Is there a group I've been wanting to join that I'm not expressing? Whatever it is for you. It's just an age and a time in a woman's life when um, if you've had family or children or even if you haven't done that, you've done the corporate ladder climbing with your job, you know, all of that stuff is kind of hopefully more at a stable place. And it's now time for you to get more involved, more fired up with your spiritual path, with your spiritual gifts, with your spiritual creativity. And so that fire gets stoked to make you pay attention. The other thing that tends to happen with these hot flashes is this idea of you know, when you make an actual fire, what are you t typically doing? You're burning the wood. Um, you know, it's this transmutation process, and it's a quite a intense one, you know, where you're, um, it, it feels like you're burning things down to give new life to the phoenix rising type of energy. And this is a time in our life during menopause when everything perhaps that we have been storing in our internal closets now need to be purged, to be excavated, to be perhaps burned up and say, this is no longer something I want to carry around anymore. I need to dispose of this. Um, and you're kind of returning it back to the earth. You know, you're not throwing it out in a garbage pile. You're actually looking at it. You're noticing it, you're asking what the higher wisdom is, and then you are returning it by burning it in the fire element. You are returning it to ash, which then returns back to uh, mulch, in a sense, you know, back to the dirt of the earth. And then what happens is things fly from Mother Nature, seeds, etc., and they get buried in the earth and new things grow. So it's also a time when we need to rid our bodies, burn up all of the things the memories that no longer serve, the betrayals that no longer serve, the self-abandonments that no longer serve. Okay, so one more short story before we get into uh, the Reiki Vision Energy Send um, about my my serpentine. Serpentine? Am I saying it right now? Not serpentine. Septarian. There we go. Septarian stone, um, the dragon stone. Um I had been neglecting my body for quite a while, and I mean by that not eating properly, um, definitely not exercising at all, and that had been going on for probably a good year, if not longer, and <clears throat> my son had recently purchased a house, and um, him and his girlfriend had asked me to paint these grapevines in their kitchen as an artist, you know, I love to do anything like that, and so I went to their house and I was there for probably three days, four to five hours each. 
And I had to keep going up and down on this little stool to reach um, the area that I was painting at the top of the ceiling. And I have to tell you that after three days of that, I literally was in so much agony in my lower back that I wanted to cry. Just so much physical pain. And I was laying in bed one night and I was thinking, you know, this is because I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not taking care of my body. I have forgotten my body in the midst of some other things that were going in my life that were really all encompassing and taking a lot of my energy. And, and I knew there was this inner part of me that knew um, that if I moved my body on a regular basis, whatever it was, running, yoga, stretching, weights, swimming, biking, whatever, um, that if I would start consistently doing that again, that actually all of the inflammation and aches and pains would go away, that it was because I was not moving my body that I felt like my body was deteriorating. Um, so something just said to me, I found this, uh, I was listening to um, a, a guided meditation by someone that I absolutely cannot speak any higher of. His name is Steve Noble and his YouTube page is The Soul Matrix and he has a lot of guided channeled meditations and I was just not having a hard time sleeping that night and I grabbed the phone, I went to his playlist and the one that came up was about dragons and something just said to me, this is the one. And my dragon stone was sitting on my bedside table. I took my dragon stone and I was told by Telfgar to put it right at my lower back. So I put it in my pajama bottoms and it was sitting right at the base of my spine, which again, go back to the beginning of our discussion here, that the dragons are associated with the lower chakras, especially the root chakra, which is about body healing, um, protection, safety, coming into your wholeness and harmonics within your body. So I was really tired and I was really achy and I placed that stone there. I put the dragon meditation on and I actually fell asleep because Steve's voice is so melodic and angelic. And, and that was that. When I, wake, when I woke up in the morning, somehow, which is a miracle in and of itself because I'm a flip-flopper when I sleep, that dragon stone was still in my pajama bottoms. It had not shifted or moved. And I opened my eyes and realized that I had no back pain. I got up, I started to move around, and I was like, wow. Now, this was after days and days of having added and added back pain because I had been working in their kitchen up and down this stool. And overnight, in one night, that back pain was gone away. And I knew in that moment that it was a combination of the alchemy of Steve, what he channels, his dragon meditation, and my dragon within the stone that healed my back, that healed my root chakra. And also in that healing awoke me to the fact that I needed to start exercising on a regular, consistently moving my body again, honoring my body, connecting with my body every single day. And the dragons will help you do that. So if you are feeling disconnected from your body, dragon medicine is what you want to connect with. And you can start in any way. It doesn't have to follow my story or my journey. Um, something might have opened and awakened in you just listening to me today about how you want to connect with the dragon energy and start somewhere and see where the path leads you. 
I'm also being told to say if there are any male listeners out there that, you know, of course you cannot relate to um, my, my connection here with the female hormones and the stage of menopause, but men, in fact, go through a type of um, period like that in their own life um, that happens around midlife as well, and sometimes it correlates with a dip in your testosterone. So if you're experiencing issues or um, troubles, physicality in that area, um, the dragon energy would be a really great energy to work with, as well as any concerns with your prostate or your male hormones. Also, as far as other body parts or ailments, if you are experiencing any lower back issues, um, any issues with um, sciatic nerve, any issues with your legs or your feet, your knees or your hips, um, all of these lower body parts are associated with the root chakra. So you can also work with dragon energy in regards to that. So how do you work with dragon energy? That really is going to be for you to tap into. Um, perhaps if you're an artist, you want to paint dragons. Maybe you want to sculpt them out of clay. That would be really cool because clay comes from the earth. Um, perhaps you want to, um, you know, look at art, art, uh, other people's art imagery of dragons and kind of tune into a particular painting that stands out to you. Perhaps you want to read novels that have dragons in it, read a spiritual books about dragons, you certainly would want to um, ask for a septarian stone to naturally come into your life. Maybe go to a crystal shop and look at what they have there and see if there's a particular one that stands out for you. I would do that more so than like ordering it online. You can also, since all dragons have the fire element within them, um, you can work with the fire element. You can build a fire to meditate around. You can stare into a candle flame. You can do a fire ceremony of some sort to invoke dragon energy. There's lots of different ways that you can begin to connect. Maybe you can even ask for them to visit you in your dream state. You can also create a short prayer or mantra that you say as part of your daily spiritual practices. Um, it can be something like this. I invoke the spirit of the dragon, earth, air, fire, water. Let my dragon, who is here to assist me in my body energy, my groundingness to Mother Earth, come into my vision now and give me the message that I need to hear in this now moment. O oh, dragon spirit, I believe in you. I invoke your fiery realm. Please come out of the cave for me. Allow me to come out of my shadow cave and let me take the flight of my life with you. So mote it be. Okay, so let's begin our shamanic journey with the dragons. Make yourself comfortable wherever you are. And if you have a Tibetan bowl or a drum or any instrument with a deep sound, and if you 
feel inclined, you can play a little bit before you begin listening to this and use that to invoke the dragons to help them cross over the, the realm somewhere where you can meet in the middle, you leaving your realm, them leaving their realm, and let's meet them in the middle, in the middle ground, in the middle world. I'm also going to play um, some Tibetan bowls for you right now to begin the process of us relaxing into our body and calling in the dragons. I invoke you, dragon consciousness of the highest love and light, come to us now and share your group consciousness collective message. What is it that you want to show us and tell us today for our higher learning, our higher evolvement, our highest healing we believe in your light and we trust the goodness of your heart and soul. Dragons of the light, dragons of the light of air, water, fire, and earth, come together now to tell us your message, your vision for humanity. Reiki energy, the pure energy of the divine, to show the way, to open the portal to the dragons, the timeless protectors of planet Earth. Chakore, 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 breathe.
shazeshonen, hon shazeshonen, hon shazeshonen. Breathe. Daiko mio, daiko mio, daiko mio. Breathe, rooting your breath in your lower chakras, connecting to Mother Earth. Raku, raku, raku. Allowing your chakras to cleanse, purify, rebalance, revitalize. Merkafakalishma, Merkafakalishma, Merkafakalishma. Calling on the medicine of Mother Earth Gaia and the Goddess Divine Mother. And invoking the violet flame of transmutation that we may throw into its spiritual fire all that no longer serves us, burn it up, transmute it into a higher, clearer vibra vibrational energy. Breathe. Let us see you now, dragons. Let us hear. And I see myself now walking with King Telfgar, my personal dragon, along a beach, an ocean side. And he is assuring me that it is the ocean that we are walking along. And in the distance walking toward us, I see a procession of other dragons one behind the other, slowly walking toward us. And they are also kings, he is saying. Dragon kings of various nations, meridians across the earth globe. He's telling me that where we are having this United Nations meeting of sorts, is on a beach along the Baltic Sea. There is a meridian point here on the land where this discussion needs to take place, he's saying. And it's very similar to a meridian point that you have on the body. The earth is a body and you have a body. And the meridian points along your body are very important important energetically when you are trying to cleanse energy out and bring fresh energy into the body. You want to work not only with the chakras, but the meridian points all along the body. We have them everywhere on our face, on our neck, on our scalp, on our fingertips, everywhere, every point of the skin on the body has a acupressure point that has a specific purpose. And what he is saying is that the earth is similar. There are ley lines, grids within the earth's skin surface. The earth has a surface. You have a surface. 
These are here for a calculated reason. He's saying it will do us all well to increase our knowledge of these energetic meridian points and to work with them in a holistic way that we have within us the ability to heal ourselves, to heal our body, and to heal the earth's body, that the dragons work with the earth's body. Their primary focus is to protect, guard, and heal the earth amongst all of the destruction that humans implode upon it. He's saying that we also create so much dire, energetic buildup. Mountains of buildup. And now he's showing me a flood, like a dam breaking. A dam, not a mountain, a dam. That we build and build and build and hold on to. Dam up all of our thoughts and emotions instead of dealing with them in the real moment and the dam, the dam will break. There is no getting away from the fact that the dam will break one day. So work with your meridians, work with moving your body. He's saying our bodies are not lower or less important than our spiritual ascensions. Mm, their energy is really intense. It's, it's a dense energy. Uh, hang on. Hmm, there's just no words for this energy. As the dragons come closer and closer, it's not... Uh, I'm not scared of them. It's, oh, it's just a massively, there's no words. It's just powerful, potent. Hmm. I'm feeling it in my solar plexus chakra. It's just, I'm just mesmerized. I'm in awe of them. There's such a sense of power this warrior sense to them. Their energy is just unstoppable, unquenchable. They will never, they will never walk away from their duties. And now um, they're really close. Like we're meeting at this point on the beach and they're forming a line and they're doing it in such a um, <clears throat> regimented, practiced, um, perf perfect way, stepping into this line. This It's a procession, like almost like a practiced parade. They're very proud of <clears throat> their abilities, their strengths, uh, their timelessness, their, their, uh, their guardianship over the earth. It's just um, a spectacular feeling to be in their presence. It's a spectacular vision. <clears throat> and Telfgar is telling me that each of these dragons that has shown up today are kings in their own 
right with their own dominion that they watch over on planet Earth. And they will never fail. They will never falter this planet. They are primarily here for the Earth. Because of that, they will show up to assist humans. But it is the Earth that is their duty, their dominion. They will never step away from what they believe in and trust and what is their spiritual heritage and duty. They are the dragons of the ages and they never age. They exist forever. They have always existed since the beginning of time. They always will exist. And they are saying that the earth will as well. Mm. Nothing will destroy the planet. It will ascend. We always have the choice in our human form to destroy ourselves individually and each other. But the planet will live on. She will have her place in the universe. And it is the place of a queen of ages. They are saying, we have walked the earth since the beginning. We were here in the motherland, Lumeria, or some call it Mu. We were here in Atlantis. We were here in, Atl in Avalon. We are here now. And the way that you feel us is when the earth moves. When you experience volcanoes, earthquakes, anything that shifts the plates of the earth. This is us. We have not disappeared to you. Just because you cannot see us does not mean we do not exist. Can you see the wind? Can you see the water that exists at the very bottom on the ocean floor? Can you climb and see every mountaintop that exists on the planet in your lifetime? Can you see and touch the molten center of the earth? There are many things that exist that you cannot experience directly with your five senses. Some of these things have been proven through your scientists. Others are not proven. This does not make them real. We are real. We continue to work with the earth and her energies. And we have our animal friends that live on the surface of the earth that are of our origin, that are of our evolution. Some of these are the snakes, the lizards, the whales. We have deviated and created new versions of ourself, both in land and see, but we are still here as well. 
We are not of fairy tales exclusively, though you have used us profusely in your myths and legends. You have demonized us in time, and you have cantonized us in time. We are in your Bible. We are in your stories. We are in your artwork. Look around through time and you will see that we are everywhere and we still exist in these fashions, in these energetic ways. But it is up to you to decide to polarize us, to make us evil or good. Man learns, tries to learn through story, through myth, through legend, but often these avenues are diluted over time as the story is retold. It can become bigger, better, stronger, more flared up. This has happened with the idea of the dragon. You have made us bigger than life. In truth, we are good and benign beings. And we have originated in other dimensions, on other planets, in other galaxies. And we have come to Earth over time to assist. But you have used us as a archetype, a metaphor, in order to do your own inner shadow work. Over time, we evolved into this story of the dragon that guards the treasure, the dragon that eats the maiden, the dragon that torments the village. These are stories, your ways of working out your human lower energies of greed and lust and fear. Yours is a planet of free will, so we must allow you to tell the story of us that you would like to. We must allow you the option to see through the stories that you create. And this is the lesson here. There are so many stories you create in your own mind, in your own life. You think you know the story but often you have just created a storyline. The treasure, the dragon's guard, is the treasure of yourself. You are always trying to get to that treasure, that jewel that lives inside you. The Buddhists have a mantra. The jewel is in the lotus. Om Ma Ni Padme Hum. The jewel is in the lotus. We, the dragons, have always watched over the treasure for you. We are not trying to hoard the treasure. You do not have to fight us for the treasure. It is you who fight yourself instead of falling into claiming, deserving, opening, and enjoying 
your own treasure, the treasure, the jewel within the lotus inside you. That treasure is self-love. That treasure is freedom to be who you are. That treasure is belonging and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That treasure is your inner harmony, which will create outer harmony in your life and relationships and the way that you live upon and treat Mother Earth. We want to say again, and I see the dragons holding one of their, they're up on their hind legs and they're holding their front, their front uh, claws, legs to their heart. They are saying, we promise you that we have guarded the treasure. We have not hoarded it. Man made the stories about the jewels and the coins in the treasure, the treasure chest, because man over time lost sight of the truth of coming to earth. It became about the treasure being a material thing, gold, diamonds, rubies, coins. The true treasure is your heart. The goodness in your heart, the desire to connect to your fellow man and live in peace. This is the treasure we have guarded. Uh, they're talking about our bodies now. They're saying you have also made the body some sort of hypothesized ideal of a treasure. So much time you spend on how the body looks instead of how you feel inside your body. The treasure is how you feel inside your body. You waste so much energy worrying about the outer, the hair, the skin, the wrinkles, the size of the body, the shape of the body, how much fat you carry, what your body looks like compared to other bodies. Take example from the earth. She does not care or fret about the variations of her different, different top topography. Her mountains are so different than her deserts. The Arctic is so different than her beaches. Each of these has its own beauty and resonance, and it is true with you as well. Some of you are a forest, some of you are a meadow, some of you are a valley, some of you are a hillside. All are beautiful in their own right. Treasure your body, treasure moving your body, treasure any way that you can increase your vitality, your health, your creativity flowing in your body. I now see the dragons forming a circle. 
and they're stomping. They're stomping, and I'm being told that they are um, the circle. Telfgar and I are watching these king dragons. I see like an epicenter point in the middle of this circle, which is the meridian that we're healing. So as the dragons are stomping and breathing fire, they're saying right now, let the Reiki energy go where it needs to in your personal body as they stomp around and charge up the energy of this meridian point on Mother Earth and feel into your body where it is that you need a clearing and a healing and allow the stomping of the king dragons to enter there now. They're asking me to play the Tibetan drum while you focus on this area, this sensation of your body. So let's begin that. seeing this meridian point it has a white center kind of like a smoky a smoky white center and around it uh, there's like a halo glow aura 
of all the lower chakras, there's a, a halo of red and a halo of orange and a halo of golden yellow. And the energy is just swirling, swirling like a galaxy around this epicenter as the dragons walk clockwise, clockwise, stomping. And they're raising a, a cone of power, of energy up from this epicenter. Woo! You might feel like a pulling up now. I'm feeling it in my solar plexus. Where are you feeling it? Just a pulling up, a pulling up, a pulling up of energy from this epicenter on the surface of the earth near the Baltic Sea. Up, 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 up into the infinity of the cosmos. And I'm feeling, right now channeling, very lightheaded. You may be feeling that too. It's in a, in a good kind of way though. I still feel this pulling from my solar plexus and my lower chakras out of my body. You may be feeling it in your own individual way, whatever way this energy is coming up, purging from you right now. And just let that continue to flow. You can set an intention for what it is that you want to release, what it is that you want to raise power in your body, a way you want to perhaps take your power back that you have lost in regards to a certain part of your body. This could include not just your physical body, but your thought patterns, your beliefs, your emotions. How do you want to take your power back in how you perceive life, react to life, the patterns in your life? Set that intention now. Set it strongly. Perhaps say it out loud. And now I'm seeing the dragons. They're walking in a clockwise direction now. They are resetting our bodies back to equilibrium, they're saying. They're setting the spiral in the other direction. This is a rebalancing bringing us back into our bodies. They are they're chanting something in unison. It's it's a it's dragon language. Mm. It would be something similar to like if you listen to whale uh it doesn't sound like whale sounds, but it's their own distinct sound. It's uh really clear, pure, grounding energy. I feel the energy just now moving. That epicenter is now just, all of the energy is moving now deep, 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 deep into the core of the earth, grounding it there, all of the work that we've done. There's been a purging of shadows that live within us. They're saying you might have seen a vision it could be a memory from your childhood. It could be a situation that's happening in your life right now. You've been given something or you will be in the next couple of days. And you'll know when you see it that that is where you need to uh, direct your energy currently in order to love it, allow it, embrace it, feel it, and then purge it from your body. The process has begun today with the dragon with the dragon parade.
And now, oh, they are stepping out of the counterclockwise circle and they are starting to proceed back down the beach in line exactly how they came in, returning to their individual dominions, back to their holy work. Breathe. And um, Telfgar, my dragon, is telling me that he will speak to me a different time about my personal relationship with him. This is not the day. Um, he's saying, I do not have enough in my energy right now to have that conversation as well. I have done my duty today to call in the Dragon Kings and to record this podcast. And I'm facing him. We are kind of bowing toward each other. I'm holding my hands in prayer. He's holding his front uh, claws in prayer. We are bowing our third eye to each other. Hmm, so beautiful. And that is going to be the close of our healing session today. I am sending you the chakra ray at your solar plexus chakra, your center of empowerment to seal this healing. I ask that the Reiki energy stay with you, the highest love and light, divine, pure light, as you move into the days, weeks that follow. And that the dragons continue to work with you in your own personalized way. Perhaps bringing in your dragon spirit animal friend. If the time is right. And I give deep gratitude and bows to all the dragon kings that came to be with us today. And if you listened to this all the way. Then you know you were meant to be here for this healing session today. And you now will continue to do the work. You will continue to expand and go deeper with your own work in whatever way that you know feels right. Reiki blessings. Thank you for joining the Dragons today on this Running on Reiki podcast. I'm feeling super blissed out right now. I just have a feeling this was a really, really special one, and I can't wait to listen back myself because, honestly, when I listen back, I realize that I'm just a vessel, and there's so much nuggets of wisdom in what comes through, and I'm grateful to be a vessel for that. There's so much to our existence and this world and the reason and purpose we're here than what we are living so try not to get caught up in all the things that you're told you're supposed to be and do and really say to yourself, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? I believe in that. I believe in that in myself, even on my hardest days, and I believe in it for you. I believe in all of our lights within, and I know we have the capability, the resilience to stay to our sacred duties just like the dragons have over the ages. So I send you love. Please follow the podcast if you're enjoying it. Please share it with anyone. You're welcome to share it on any of your media pages. And please send me any comments or feedback um, to let me know that I'm doing a good job and that you're enjoying the podcast and just so we can create a 
relationship of family here, you can send me an email at runningonreiki at gmail.com. And if you're interested in a session or energy art with me, again, you can check out my links in the podcast story bio. You are loved, you are loved, and you are love. Reiki blessings. This is Sherry.